Okay. No, first of all, keep going, Rob. <laughs> we, we are a professional podcast. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Welcome to AT Banter, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything regarding the world of assistive technology. With our hosts, Steve Barkley, Rob Minot, and Ryan Fleury. Now, let's banter. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. I am Robin O, and today I'm joined by Ryan Fleury. Howdy. And Steve Barkley. Episode 37. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're on fire today. I feel like we're just the epitome of professionalism today. I feel very on today. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Thank God for editing. (laughs) I probably just jinxed myself. Yeah. Cue the edits. Yeah. Okay, let's let's do a quick test. No, I I didn't. I'm not that. No, come on. Quick test. Let's see how on you are. Let's go. Okay. What's our email address? Our email address is atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. No, it's not. Don't do that. <laughs> you are on. Well, you know, I had to close my eyes and concentrate. And I had to picture, I had to picture the words in my head. Visualize. I had to visualize. Um, how's everyone doing? I'm good. Steve, how you doing? I'm, I'm just fabu. Excellent. It's Thursday. It, it is. is. It's almost Friday. Almost. We've almost made it. And it's supposed to get snow all weekend. Uh, I don't believe that when I see it. I don't, I'm not seeing it. I, I don't buy it. Hey, and, and we're actually recording this on Groundhog Day. That's true, too. And you hear that damn groundhog popped up and said there's going to be six more mm-hmm. damn weeks of winter. I did indeed. Yeah. I think somebody needs to deal with that groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest tweet I saw about that this morning was somebody said, only in America would we take our weather... Or would we, would we put stock into what a giant rodent says, but yet discount climate science? That's funny. It's <laughs> uh, mm. so true. Yep, those Trump jokes write themselves. They do. I wonder what he's going to do today. Uh, well, we don't know what Trump's going to do today, but we do know what we're going to do today. What are we going to do today? We are going to be talking to Mel Bergman, who is the founder of Wheelie Guitars, which is a guitar custom guitar manufacturer that makes guitars specifically for people in wheelchairs. Excellent. Yeah. It's a good show. It, it, it should be very interesting, especially for you guitar nerds. Absolutely. I'm very excited. Yeah, I know. You shot out of your office to come here. You were the first one sitting down today. I am vibrating like an E-string. We usually have to go fetch you. Like a G-string? Well, I I broke my G-string the other day. I know. But I'm bummed. Take the visuals on that. Uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in. I've been Rob Mano. No, this is the <laughs> intro. Home. We did the outro. I'm going home. <laughs> no, it should be. It, it no, should no, be no, no. Wait, what, how'd you what? break your G-string? I was uh, changing strings and I uh, wound it too tight. I see. Oh, I thought you were kidding. But you have the roadie tuner. I wasn't using the roadie tuner. Well, that's why you broke your G-string. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't feel bad, everybody. I have no <laughs> idea what they're talking about either. You have a roadie, <laughs> a, a roadie tuner. It's a uh, it's a, a, a Bluetooth connected t- a guitar tuner, and uh, you you can pair it up with like your mobile phone, and you hold your mobile phone in front of your guitar, and you put the tuner on one of your guitar pegs. And you pluck the string, and it automatically winds and tunes the string for you. What? That it, sounds like cheating. It totally is cheating. <laughs> but you know you're always in tune. Yeah. yeah I guess. And it's faster. Yeah, it tunes perfectly. You don't I, have to rely on my f- wonky ear. Yeah, well, I noticed you guys didn't bring those in for the Christmas episode. What? Obviously, we weren't important enough to... We brought the guitars in. Yeah, but you didn't bring your tuners in. You're well, I don't have like, a road tuner. I, I got to get one. I seem to remember you saying, oh, good enough. <laughs> That's true. I did. <laughs> yep. No, but all right. Uh, well, we are very happy to have with us today uh, Mel Bergman, who is the founder of Wheelie Guitars, uh, which is a custom guitar manufacturer that builds guitars specifically for people who are in wheelchairs. Mel, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. So, I don't know, <laughs> give us a little bit of background. How, how did this all come about? Well, this is a rather long story. I've uh, started building guitars back in 1992 on a, on a you know casual basis for my band and for some friends, and I'd always been doing it. And uh, four years ago, I made a decision that I was going to do this full time, starting to build custom guitars, which I did. And I had some really interesting builds and some really um, interesting customers. But uh, I realized that just doing custom guitars wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be. It's great, you know, building some really cool stuff. But I started to think about what I could do that was different. And you go to the NAMM show, which is the big North American music merchant show. It's the big trade show for all things to do with music. And I looked and there was so many guys making guitars. I mean, there's a lot of competition and most of them are guitars that are a variation of a Fender or a Gibson. Mm-hmm. So I just started thinking, what can I do different? What can I do different? And I came up with a couple of designs for some other guitars that were kind of neat. And the, the how the wheelie so all this was going on and how the wheelie came about uh but three years ago i went to a uh, a conference and on the way back i was with my friend stan and my friend stan says i'm gonna make a video of my friend dean zimmer and dean zimmer's in a wheelchair and he's a drummer and he could never get a gig because he'd show up for the you know drummer wanted he'd show up and they'd be like you're in a wheelchair and the guy's a fan, so he wouldn't he would never get hired for these gigs. So Stan did this video called Drummer Wanted, and it's got millions of views now on YouTube and Vimeo, and it's won all kinds of awards. You know, and I was there when that idea hatched. So it, it dawned on me, took me a little bit, but it dawned on me a couple months later, hey, what about a guitar for these folks? So we made a we made a foam board template, just a piece of foam board with my friend uh, Dan. And we took that foam board, and I have another friend who owns a healthcare company that specializes in wheelchairs, and we sat in all these different chairs, and, hey, this might work. I built a prototype. It worked and got lots of good feedback and built a second prototype. Hey, this works better. Got some feedback from people in wheelchairs to build that second prototype, and now we've built a number of guitars, and 
we're focusing strictly on, on people that are in wheelchairs. It's a mar- it's a huge market that is uh, the market needs have not been met. Is if you can imagine, it's a little bit it's a little bit difficult to play an instrument to begin with. Secondly, it's a it's difficult to play an instrument that's not a very good instrument. And third, it's extremely difficult to play an instrument that is uncomfortable. So I think we've we've solved those three problems for this. You know, there's a lot of people that we believe we can help, and that are the market is really big. Yeah, it seems to be one of those things that you. It's kind of a marvel that someone hasn't done this before. Uh, yeah. So I've been in business, you know, for myself and working for other folks for a long time, and yeah, I've been in in the sales and marketing side, and to find a a product that had, there's a need is one thing. You know, there's there's one thing about building a better mousetrap, but coming up with a mousetrap that has not been, you know, there's a market that that mar- mouse, there's a product that, that the market has not been served is a real um, needle in a haystack. And, you know, we came up, we came up with one. And not only that, but it's really going to, you know, it's really a, a market that uh, can help a lot of people and bring some joy and, you know, bring the joy of music to their life. You know, it's completely changed. Music has completely driven my life, and I believe it has the power to, to, to change anybody's life. Absolutely. You mentioned you were at the, you've been to the NAMM show. I've been looking at their most recent show. Was Wheelie Guitars at this year's show? No, we didn't. We have not, we have not, uh, displayed there and the reason is our market how how we're going about this is a little bit different than a traditional guitar company we have a untraditional idea and so we're we're going about this a little bit differently trying to sell guitars to people that are already buying guitars and that um is a little bit tougher road to hoe especially because they don't have a lot of experience with the with the, with the you know folks in wheelchairs right so what we're looking to do is there's, there's two ways we can go. We can have this set up as a for-profit business, but what we're really trying to do at the moment is to raise funds to set up a non-profit so that we can go out directly to music therapists, rehabilitation centers, hospitals, and directly to folks, individuals in wheelchairs to provide those guitars at, you know, at, a, at a really reasonable cost. Because if we try to sell these things one by one, it's going to take forever to reach the amount of people that I think we can help. Right. Okay, Steve, we have a new product. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years ago, we launched into the whole music therapy, music products for people with disabilities as well. And um, there's, a, there's a huge market out there for musical products for people with various disabilities. Yes, and, and our, you know, we've, we've given out some guitars uh, as testers and we've sold, sold some guitars. And, you know, this is one of those, this is one of those ideas uh, and products that, I haven't had one person say, you know, that's really stupid. <laughs> this is a really dumb idea. In fact, uh, the folks that have had these things in their laps have, uh, besides some minor, minor, like we ought to do this or like on any new product, people have their opinions, but the response has been extremely overwhel- uh, overwhelmingly positive for, for the, for the actual instrument, for the targeted user, for the folks in wheelchairs. And what's really interesting is that, since this has come about, we've had so many people that just want to be a part of it. Like, how can I help? Right. For instance, uh, I spoke with a well-known manufacturer here in my town of uh, kind of boutique instruments. He was one of the first guys to to 
um, start building really high quality guitars back in the 90s. His name is Tom Anderson of Tom Anderson Guitars. And I ran into his, I had a meeting, I, I know Tom pretty well, and I ran into his uh, office manager and uh, at NAMM, and she's, she, got, she got so excited. She's like, Mel, my husband wants to be part of this. Great. What does he do? He runs a mechanic auto mechanic shop. <laughs> All right. We can we can build so, the guitar into a car. <laughs> yeah, I get, I use that illustration to to really point out though that it's it's uh, the idea and the idea of helping is uh, with guitars. You know, goes goes beyond a lot of the traditional things that you might think about. So why don't we talk about some of the shapes or styles of the guitars? Are they more like a traditional lap steel type that you play in your lap, or do they go over the arms of the wheelchairs? Well, that's a that's a great question, and it's much simpler than that. Um, like I think most um, ideas that remain around, they're they're really simple. So uh, the la I play lap steel guitar and pedal steel guitar. As a side note, it's a completely different animal than the than the uh, six-string electric, you know, a six-string Spanish guitar. It's a whole different thing. And so a lot of guys end up playing the guitar in that position, right? The guys in wheelchairs, because that's kind of the only way you can fit it in. It just doesn't make a lot of, it doesn't really, if there's two arms on a chair, it certainly doesn't fit in any way other than that. So all this is, is really a traditionally shaped guitar that has several patented cuts on the guitar, one to clear any arm, any, if he happened to have an arm. And the second more important cut is on the bottom that allows the guitar to, to rest on your thigh in an upright position. If you can imagine holding a guitar like a normal guitar, typically in order to hold it comfortably when you're sitting in a chair or in a wheelchair, you'd have to kind of hold it all the way out so your arms are kind of extended to the, to the left or right of your body, depending on the if you're right-handed or left-handed. So this kind of brings that guitar back up into a really in a proper sitting position, almost like if you see a classical guitar player, you know, the guy that's sitting on the edge of the chair with his foot on a little rest and he's playing uh, classical guitar. So it's a much more comfortable uh, tool to be used in a seated position. And in fact, it, it you know works in any chair. It doesn't have to be a wheelchair. I've had a lot of guys, hey, that's great if I'm sitting at my desk chair, you know, at lunch and I want to I wanna play the guitar. I've sold a couple that way too, although that's not the primary purpose of the guitar. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Stephen and I play guitar as well, and so it's just kind of interesting to to get your take on, you know, the style and how it's held and how it's made. And yeah, Ryan. And, and more, Ryan's blind, so he hasn't he hasn't seen the pictures online of the the guitar. Ah. So I'll have to get one <laughs> to add to my collection. <laughs> and, and more importantly, uh, guys, you know, a lot of. A lot of things, not just for people in wheelchairs, but a lot of products that are designed. I spent time in the design business, not for guitars, but a lot of products that are designed to fit, you know, to be functional don't necessarily have good form, right? So they don't, they work really well, but they just don't look pleasing. And the wheelie is based on a very traditional design. So when you're, when you're sitting in the chair, you can't tell that it's designed for somebody in a wheelchair. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like some... You know, it doesn't look like a weird guitar if you follow what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, yeah And I think that's important because people like guitars for all kinds of reasons, right? Mm -hmm. They like them because they're they they want to play them. They like them because they look cool. They they like them, but they like them mostly because of how they make them make themselves feel. And I think you you feel better if you're playing something that looks great 
rather than playing something that looks, I don't know, what's the right word? Funky. Uh, dorky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. But you, you know. Now, um, on your website, it says that uh, it's uh, available with three different pickup combinations. What, what, are, the, what are the differences sound-wise for those different combinations? Well, first of all, I, what I... I think it's important to uh, back up just a little bit and talk about the, the physical aspects of the guitar and the construction. A lot of folks are, that are into guitars are really into this kind of thing. So I'll ad address anybody that's listening that, that might be interested in those things. There's a huge market of guitar geeks out there. So guitar geeks, this is for you. <laughs> the, the body is, first of all, we understood very early on that the body needed to be fairly lightweight um, because a lot of folks don't have – some folks that are in chairs don't have upper body strength. We were told that by more than one person. So we made the guitar at a very lightweight, hand-selected alder. The neck is three-piece uh, hard rock maple, and it's three-piece because that essentially um, will prevent it from warping somewhere down the road versus a one-piece uh, neck. The, the, uh, the pickups – Oh, excuse me, back up. The hardware is from Hipshot. It's made in the USA. The pick the pickups are made by Seymour Duncan, right? They're just a couple a couple miles north of me, so I can, I can go talk to the folks at Seymour Duncan, and they've made they make pickups custom for this. There's they're one of their standard models, but they make them for the for the wheelie guitars. And the three they're really high quality um, pickups. They're the most they're their most popular pickups that they sell as a product, and they're they're excellent. They're not uh, they're not cheap. Chinese knockoffs and imports. They really sound great. The three combinations are a traditional S-style guitar, th three single-coil pickups that, you've, that have been around forever. The second style is a, which is called an HSS, which has a humbucking pickup in the bridge positions for it's a little more, a little more output. It's more for the guys that really um, are into rock and roll, you know, rock specifically and then the third style is two humbuckers and those are those are for guys that um are definitely into rock maybe into into jazz or need a quiet guitar that doesn't have any um single coil pickups tend to have a little bit of a 60 cycle what's called 60 cycle hum so they can be a little bit noisy uh, humbuckers buck that hum to that's where the name came from so they're really this is really just kind of a some people like ford some people like chevys if that makes sense <laughs> Fair enough. Is this something that uh, could be adapted for a uh, acoustic guitar as well? Yes, and we we started with electrics for, mainly because that's what I know, and you know I love the electric guitar specifically. However, we understand there's a big need for acoustics, and we're certainly looking into that. That is part of our future plans because we know that not everybody can set up a Marshall stack in their the rehab facility. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm uh, I'm aware of that, uh, but we got You got to go with what you know, and you got to get to market, and you got to get out and start helping people with what you have. So, yeah, that's where we're at now. We talked to some folks that were were in discussions about, uh, you know, what it, what it's going to take to get some some acoustics built. So, I don't think that's going to be a problem. We need to get a little bit of traction until we get to that point. But, yeah, it's definitely on the radar screen. Is it a little bit more complicated to to change the shape of? of the guitar when it's when you're talking about an acoustic as opposed to an electric? I think the same process would apply. Like any other designing any new product, you you come up with an initial design, you go through a series of prototypes and design stages till you come up with a product that has uh, that, that looks like it's gonna need to meet meet the needs of most people. So like any new product, uh, we have the general idea of where we want to end up. It's just a matter of of going through the iterations to get there. Right. 
do well, it. Ta- it's all doable and not daunting. <laughs> Taking you uh, off off topic a little bit, I, I looked at your uh, your other uh, website for for your guitar uh, custom guitar business. Uh, tell tell us about the Mastodong. <laughs> well, first of all, the first thing I want to tell you is I did not come up with that title. <laughs> I just want to be very clear. I would wear so, that like a badge of honor. If I had. No, I would, no there's a awesome. reason for the name, but I did not come up with that. So, you know, once you let something loose in the world, you don't own it anymore. <laughs> um, so I, I've, I've, I've built a lot of uh, double-necked instruments, and double-necked instruments are kind of their own thing. They're they look great, and they're used for you know a lot of reasons. They're not for they're certainly not for everybody, but for people who are you know have a need for them or are professional entertainers, there's a certain uh, there's a certain visual look to them that really it almost becomes another member of the band. And so my I was. This band is the band that I built it for is by the is the name of Dengue Fever and they're a band that does Cambodian pop music of the 1960s and you may say what the heck is that well the those folks that all played that music were all murdered by the Khmer Rouge communist regime in you know in the early 70s so that music was really almost wiped off the face of the earth and it was really only survived in you know, some cassette take, tapes and some 45 singles. And these guys went over to these two brothers, Zach and um, Ethan Holtzman, went over to Cambodia and dug up all this music and started a band and revived it. And so they're doing this really neat. And then I love the music. It's this really neat idea. And they're a great band. And the, the traditional instrument in Cambodia is called a Shapai Dong Vang. And it's like a lot of Asian instruments where it has two strings. Some of them have three strings, like a Japanese Kodo. And it uh, so that's the Cambodian version of it. And Zach wanted a guitar that was a combination of a jazz, a Fender Jazzmaster and this Shapai Dong Vang. So it's a Jazz Master and a Shapai Dong Vang. So that's where the Mastodong comes from. Wow. Um, and, you know, they put, I built it for them. They ended up putting it on the cover of one of their records and, as I warned him before I built it, I go, look, Zach, this thing is going to become like a member of your band. And if you don't bring this thing, people are going to say, where the heck is it? And it's, you know, it's big and huge, but, uh, no, it's worked out really well for them. And, uh, so I, so I've built some interesting instruments like that. Of course, the market for double neck Shapai Dong Vangs is really limited. <laughs> Although I must say I've built three of them now, which is just mind bending to interesting. me. No kidding. Yeah, but it's not, certainly not. Uh, it's it's going to be a long road to help people with you know one <laughs> one shipai dong vang double neck at a time. <laughs> That's right. But by the way, I will tell you this: if you need one, a double neck shipai dong vang, I'm your guy. <laughs> I think you might have an order. I'm the only guy. That's I think, right. I think you might have an order later today from Ryan. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I built, I've been fortunate enough to build some guitars for some some other a lot of other folks, and a couple years ago i built a guitar for uh, dave davies of the kinks and i built a number of guitars for noki edwards of the of the instrumental band adventures and you know a lot of other guitars so i've been i've been very fortunate well to do that cool stuff mm-hmm. well while we're on that topic i don't know what what's the the craziest custom job that you you've ever done i built a guitar for a guy that well i found out later was a billionaire and he wanted this guitar to be in his living room and he designed his entire living room around the guitar. Wow. Wow. 
a little bit of pressure on that part. <laughs> is this is this the one you did in uh, for a guy in Hawaii? I might have seen it on uh, your website. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, that that was a beautiful looking guitar. Thank you. Um, so in general, t- tell us a little bit about the manufacturing of them. Like how like how long does one wheelie guitar um, take to build? So the 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 relatively short answer is that we do all the work here in the united states right now and uh we there's a lot of, as you can imagine like any process there's a lot of steps that it goes through you 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 source the wood you glue up the wood you get it cnc'd um you know uh you get the wood cut out and we do it all on cnc machines so that it's consistent and excellent you you finish the guitar with either a paint or a stain. You assemble the guitar. You do all the fret work. You um, then test the guitar, put all the electronics in. So there's quite a few steps. The amount of time it takes is kind of a proprietary thing, but it's it's a number of days to to go from raw wood to something that's ready to be shipped. Uh, it's not something that happens overnight, and it's and the reason being is that in our position is we can always make a a less expensive guitar, but it's we want to make these these first guitars that we're making certainly, you know, to compete with any any guitar made in the U.S. Like you could go buy a Fender, and this guitar would 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 compete that that way on, on a quality level. We don't want to have to make any compromises. Will we go with a you know less? Ex- we really want to go with a less expensive version so that we have the ability to um, reach more people. What uh, what's the current price range for for a wheelie guitar? Right now, the list price on one is fourteen ninety nine, which is comparable to a, again a U.S. made guitar. We're we're offering them right now for twelve forty nine as an introductory because we're just we've been doing this for you know a little while. We're we're trying to get some market share and especially get some some uh, testimonials from some people so we can get them out there. We're like I said, we're we're working on we're working mostly on. Uh, we've got our business plan that we're executing, and we're trying to go out and raise money to, like I said, set up a set up a nonprofit or work with an existing nonprofit to really um, up the amount of guitars that we can produce and distribute. And along those lines, our ultimate goal, and well, not even ultimate, like relatively short-term goal, if we can secure enough funding, we want to set up a shop, a small shop with one or two folks in wheelchairs you know, doing some of the assembly work and some of the setup work. Um, so, you know, we have folks in wheelchairs making guitars for folks in wheelchairs and providing a couple jobs and those kind of things. That's our, that's our vision. And I mean, there seems to be a, like, there's a lot of different societies around that. I mean, I know for here, we have a, we have a local society that we just actually talked to a few weeks ago called VAMS, which is the Vancouver Adapted Music Society, you know, and, and, you know, your guitars would be perfect for them. Yeah, thank you. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of, you know, I've done lots of, we've done lots of research on this and it's the amount of outlets are just, you know, uh, it's mind bending. It really is. It's really a little bit overwhelming. Um, for instance, we're, I'm going to talk to uh, United Cerebral Palsy tomorrow of of Southern California and we're going to go, I'm going to go take a guitar to one of their one of their afternoon sessions and just let the folks, you know, play and, and uh, see what they think. And, you know, just even that, 
you know, how many folks with, with cerebral palsy just in Southern California are there? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and that's just scratching the surface. So, yeah, there's there are so many, in, you know, like like you just mentioned, VAMS, there's hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of those organizations. That's why I think that's a good example of why selling these one at a time, we're just not going to be able to help nearly as many people as, uh, that need the help. So once you came up with the idea and you started researching it, I mean, were you surprised? Like, were you, I don't know, like, was it a surprise that there was such such a need yet nobody had filled it? <laughs> Frankly, yes. <laughs> and more, more, more interesting when I did that, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing. And the, the interesting thing is, you know, every time I met when I, early on, when I mentioned this and still today, well, that's a real niche market. That's a, that's a real, you know, that's a real, within the implication being that's a, Boy, you're spending your time going after that tiny little market. Right. And, you know, you do some extrapolations, 350 million people in the U.S., 6% of them play guitar, 10% want to play guitar, 300-plus thousand people in wheelchairs. If you extrapolate those numbers down, or 3 million-plus in wheelchairs, you extrapolate those numbers down, you got, you know, between two and 300,000 people to play or want to play. That's a pretty big number. Yeah. Uh, uh you know, 26,000 new spinal injuries every year. So that doesn't include people who, so, you know, that's just one category, right? Spinal injuries, new ones. Right. And there's, there's people who play guitar that now, you know, or have a new spinal injury. There's people that um, have never had the opportunity to pick up the instrument and learn the instrument. So now they've got the proper tool. So I can go on and on about this, but you can see that there's the, it's, it's really um, shocking. And when you start putting you know, again, I'm not, we're we're looking at, at doing a nonprofit, but when you start putting dollars to it, as far as market size, it's enormous. Right. Well, especially because it's untapped, completely untapped. Yeah. So we've we've looked at a number of things like licensing to other, you know, to some of the bigger names, and I'm just not there yet. I, I don't think that's the proper way to go, and because we we want to be there, you know, other companies that might do that, that's something else they do. We want to focus strictly on this so we can give the most services possible to that to those people in wheelchairs. And I think if we focus on anything else or let somebody else try to, you know, lift that weight, I don't think that's the right way to go. At least not at this point. And I don't see that in the, foresee that in the future. You know, what's interesting is that a couple of years ago, I had a one of my guitar designs was was um, copied and you know ripped off from me, and I was just furious at the time you know you do some work and you see somebody copying it but the blessing was that came out of that was that uh you know we've trademarked and patented this product so um i don't think there's going to be it's going to be a tough sell for someone else to come up with something like this and quite frankly i think uh that'd be a real that'd be real i don't know it'd take a special kind of person to do that if you you follow what i'm saying yeah and how big is the team at wheelie guitars well, the core team right now is we have in the core we have three of us myself my Liam O'Malley who you talked with who's our director of placement and I've worked with Liam for 20 years and I've known him for 35 and my other my other partner is Dan Payton Dan's been in the guitar and music business his entire life and he was a recording artist back in the 1960s in Hollywood and wrote songs for the Partridge family so he's been around and he uh, is very 
he just brings another thing to our to our team. We also have uh, folks on our on the manufacturing side that help out. We have folks on the marketing side that help out. We have a legal team that's come on board. One of the largest law firms in the country has offered pro bono legal support to us. We have financial help or financial planning help. We have we just got so many people that want to be part of this. It's unreal. So um, even though we're a young we're a young endeavor, um, we've got the resources to to act like a, a company that's been around for a long time. And do you guys have any financing options for the guitars? Uh, you know, it's a good question. Right now, we don't. Um, that's, that was asked to me just the other day. Huh, interesting. Let me write that down. <laughs> okay. When I hear something one time, it's interesting. When I hear it twice in two days. Um, I, yeah, well, I think I think you know, there. I think part of the of that is that uh, you know is is our is our cost structure because we're making them in the USA of these really good materials. By default, the, the guitars are are not going to be the cheapest instrument or, or the least expensive instrument around, and they mm -hmm. like a, like a regular guitar. There's beyond the beyond the means of a certain segment of the population, and right now we understand that. Right. What what types of customization can be made to the guitars? So right now, we can we can do some hand customizations uh, that that could be done. You want to do some pinstriping on them. You want to uh, you want a custom color that could be arranged. Although that's not really it takes it takes extra time and it takes extra uh, you know there's an extra cost to it. What we anticipate what we really anticipate is um, is having a couple different lines of the guitar kind of the entry level line um the u.s made line like like the guitar now and then a custom a custom shop so if someone really wanted a you know a really high-end nice woods special appointments there could be that so you know uh most of the manufacturers have a custom shop of that type you know right now everything's kind of a custom shop right <laughs> you know because of our size um, it would right now it'd be on a case by case basis, but you know I'm a I do custom work, so I love it. Um, but right now my focus is on our, our focus is on getting getting some traction and getting these guitars out to as many people as possible. And quite frankly, that's that's really my that's really our 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 mission statement here is you know I'm not you know I don't think there's m money is not financial reward is not my driver. My driver is to be in the guitar business and help people with the joy of guitar. Right. Whatever comes to that, comes to that. I mean, I got to be, uh, I think that's an important part. It's an important part for me at any rate. And, and well, it sounds like you kind of have your hands full at the moment in terms of, you know, getting all that in line. But have you thought about down the road, like what, what you'd like to see the future hold? Yeah, I sure do. So I, what I what I anticipate is, you know, this working with was us working in in several different markets. You know, like I mentioned earlier, rehabs, uh, veterans, um, uh, hospitals, music therapists. It's having these different um, distribution channels, and having, like I mentioned, having this having a, a factory having a factory assembly shop with with folks that are in wheelchairs building these guitars for folks in wheelchairs, and you know, working directly with people, we'd like to have some type, some type of education program. And that would probably be partnering with, with an existing, um, an existing 
what's the right word, an existing educational program, whether that's online, whether that's delivered through therapists that can be offered to someone. So, you know, for instance, if you're using the wheelie as therapy, you have instructional materials to go with that. That's obviously, um, that's not something that, that, uh, we're adept at, but there's plenty of people that do that kind of thing. And we would see a partnership with those folks. We'd see a partnership with, we're already working on one right now with that. I, that's under, under negotiation with uh, a large foundation to facilitate distribution of guitars into uh, veterans facilities. We're working on a pilot program. So, you know, growing those relationships with the people who are out there on the front lines to be able to directly say, yeah, we've got these people that are, that are in chairs that we can help in this way and then being able to go to those people. And I think that ties directly back to, you know, are we displaying our, our wares at the NAM show? Um, our, our marketing of going directly to those people that are, that are, you know, in contact and working with people in wheelchairs, they're not going to the NAM show. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to the Abilities Expo, right? right? They're doing that kind of thing. So I think that's where where we see ourselves. And, you know, the other, I will say this, though, on the, um, I do have this vision of having one wheelie in every independent guitar store in the country, (laughs) you know, just one. (laughs) Somebody walks in and what's that? It's for somebody in a wheelchair. And I, you know. If that's if that's a way to reach somebody in a wheelchair, that's that's part of the plan too. So we're that is part of our marketing plan to reach out to those independent shop owners. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an and it's an interesting position to be in because really your biggest marketing hurdle isn't necessarily the product itself. I mean, the product itself sells itself. Someone in, in a wheelchair who who wants a guitar, it's a perfect fit. It's just a matter of getting the fact that these exist out there to the to people because they wouldn't even think that such an animal exists yeah because to date they haven't mm-hmm. right that's correct so yeah so the old the four p it's an old it's an old model but it, you know I, it's it still holds up the four p's of marketing right uh product placement price and promotion so we've got the product i i say what do you do by build guitars for people in wheelchairs I, it needs no explanation right that one sentence explains it all um you people understand that, so the product is good. We're you know we're always working on the, we're working on the price. We have an initial price. We're working on getting that price down. Uh, the, the, so the place and the promotion. So we've done all, we've done some very little social media networking, and the response is overwhelming. Just it's mind bending that people are uh, without, again without really doing anything yet. Just here we have this thing. Tell your friends. So. I think that uh, the promotional part of it, we do have a, we do have a targeted, we do have a, a formal marketing plan to do that, and then of course the 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 place of that four P's is, is the distribution. Where do those guitars get to? And I think, I think we've identified plenty of places they can go to. I think the real challenge is, is on the focus, on for us is on focusing on where's the best place to start. Because there's so many, mm-hmm. right? And not trying to use a shotgun, trying to be a little more focused on who we're contacting. I mean, that's the thing is this this thing is so big. It's you know with just a couple of guys, it's it's uh, every once in a while it gets a little overwhelming. But you know what? We're going to succeed, and I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> that's right. I, just, I do not care. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, another quick customization question. Um, 
is it, is it pretty much one size fits all? Like, have you found that you, you had to tweak the design a little bit because maybe a chair was a little bigger than, than normal or smaller than normal? Yeah, great question. So when I did this first prototype and the second prototype, my very good friend owns a healthcare business and he happens to be in the wheelchair business. So I went over to his warehouse and he lined up every every style of commercially available <laughs> wheelchair. And I took that guitar and I sat in all those versions. And I, you know, I'm an able, I'm fully abled and I may not be the best guy to do that, but you know, <laughs> it, it worked. And, uh, like I said, the 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 feedback we've gotten has been some specific feedback for specific types. But I think if you go by the 80-20 rule, you know, we're, we're covering at least 80% of the need out there. And I think that's probably true with any instrument. Boy, I'd like the neck to be this. I'd like the, the body to be that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I think uh, I think we're... I'm not saying we're ever going to be done with our design. That's not the case. In fact, we've got a, we've got a list of the, all the feedback that we've gotten, and we'll go through that when we make the next design iteration. But I think we're pretty close. And again, it's based on a, it's based on a guitar design that's you know that's an S style guitar that's been around for, geez, you know, over half a century. So I think the, uh, I think we're on the right track there. And are you developing currently developing any sort of solution for kids? In wheelchair. Uh, that was that was my next uh, that was my next thing I'm going to. So our next our next product uh, again once we get a little more traction with these uh, our next product is a kids guitar. I've worked with I've worked with a designer who's designed a children's guitar, and we feel it's going to be really um, that that market needs to exist big time because as we know when kids get an instrument they're they're much more likely to adopt it because they have energy <laughs> they have they have the focus <laughs> to do it you know yeah, yeah. you get some. You get an old guy like me trying to learn how to play an instrument at this point. It's like, forget it. Right. <laughs> um, I think, so I think that that, uh, you know, I think that's, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely on our near-term radar screen, probably even before a, before an acoustic because we're, it's, it's simpler to do. And I think we can sure. have an impact with folks. And I think that'll be a heck of a lot less expensive a product. And, you know, who doesn't want to see a kid playing a guitar, right? Any kid. Um, okay. Well, I'm out of questions. So, but what about you, guitar nerds? You must, you guys must have something. <laughs> he's he's already covered the guitar nerd uh, questions. <laughs> I can go on more guitar nerd stuff if you want. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, what, what kind of guitar nerd stuff do you have? The uh, I'll just leave you with this. The uh, here's some more guitar nerdery. Nerdery. So the 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 it's the neck. Oh, the headstock has an 11 degree tilt back for proper string tension. It has a zero fret. For proper, for really precise intonation versus a nut, it's a very, very uh, traditional guitar manufacturing method. It has a nice, comfortable neck that is really, it's got a compound radius. It's a really uh, comfortable feel. I've had nobody complain about the neck that's a guitar player yet, whether that person's in a wheelchair or not. So I think that's that's important. Um, we have the jack of the guitar is facing upwards so that when you plug the cable in, it's not digging down in the chair. It's actually kind of facing up to clear the arm of any chair or to fit underneath a guitar strap. There are, uh, yeah, I think, I think, oh, there's a, in addition to a regular contour curve, like on the top of the guitar in the back, like most guitars 
Well, not most guitars. A lot of guitars have for, for comfort when you're playing. We have an additional comfort carve on the bottom because we learned that, you know, a lot of folks develop some type of a belly from sitting in a chair. And one of the guys we, who was a guitar player was this, this dude was skinny as a rail and he had a belly and he says, yeah, you sit in the chair for 20 years, it's going to happen. And that's something, you know, those are the types of things that we're learning as we go along. Like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. So this is all, this whole world is a completely new thing, but I'm every day, every day I get up, I, I'm treat I'm, you know, treating myself as a, as a beginner and uh, I, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing and, you know, with the folks and the challenges they face by being in a, in a wheelchair and, and how they're overcoming them. It's just, it's unbelievable. And I love being around those people because most of the people that I've met are extremely positive and, you know, being around positive customers and guitars. Now there's a business. <laughs> yeah. So is everything available on your website? Prices, models, customizations? Yeah, right, right now we have a contact. We don't have an e-commerce set up right now. Just contact us, and we can we can talk to anybody about about that. We we purposely didn't set up e-commerce just yet, as we're we're still in working out some of, not some of the bugs, not the right word. We're still making sure that our product is is you know the right product to for a general release. So we're still early on, but I think we got it there. That's going to be coming very shortly. And great. And where can they? Where is uh, your website? We're at www.wheelyguitars. That's with an I with a Y. W-H-E-E-L-Y guitars.com. Perfect. And we will include a link in our show notes as well for people. Okay, great. I got to try and convince my wife I need another guitar. There you go. That's, uh, you need, that's just, tell her, just tell her you need a Mastodon. <laughs> She'll be like, yeah. Here's a, here's a good technique for that. You ready? Yeah. Tell her that you want to, you're really being supportive of diversity. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I can definitely try that. <laughs> yeah, you, you you may not be aware of this, but uh, Rob is actually a uh, instrument designer as well. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I made I made jingle sticks for our, for our that's right. Got them got right here. Patent I like it. That's right. Yeah. I anything see. anything that makes a racket, I'm in. Excellent. It's amazing what you can do with a stick and zap straps. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, Mel, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us today. It was, it was great. Oh, thank you guys. And thank you so much for having me and anything I can do to help you guys, please let me know. I'm, I'm here to serve. Absolutely. Right. And, and vice it. versa. And, uh, let's talk again once you maybe roll out the, 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 uh, kid version of the guitar. Sure thing. All right. Thanks fellas. So All right. Much. Thank All you. right. Thanks Mel. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya. A passionate man. Indeed. He is. Indeed. Doing some great work too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's sort of it's it's a little bit frustrating in terms of I think public. It, it's one of these things that I think it, it it's been public perception for so long that they they you know they just think oh somebody in a wheelchair can't, can't play guitar, right? And so I think it, it or or they assume that you know they're going to play it lap style maybe or mm -hmm. you know, um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's. It is really mind-boggling. It is. Nobody's thought to, you know, nobody's done it. Shape, shape a guitar. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Electric guitars have been around for you know how many years, and nobody's thought to do this yet. I well, mean, you know it's what? Stunning. I, 
I, I think of the number of times that I've picked up my guitar and sat down in a chair that had <laughs> yep. arms, and then you end up perching on the edge of the chair with your, your you know, two inches of butt <laughs> holding you onto the, the edge of the chair so that you can play the guitar. Nobody's thought of a guitar right. you can play in a chair. Like, not just a wheelchair, a Any chair. chair. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So I I hope this explodes. Yeah, I hope these indeed. we f- see these things everywhere. Yeah, I think I think he's probably got a secondary market out there for uh, people who are just too lazy to stand up and play guitar. Absolutely, <laughs> sure. And I mean, you know, from a from a universal design argument, I mean, I don't know why aren't all guitars just made like this? You could play it standing or you could play it in a chair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yep. Dang it. Hey Ryan. Yes, Rob. Where can people find us? Uh, I think I've heard that before. People can find us at www.atbanter.com. Excellent. They could also email us at info at infowars.com. That's totally wrong, Rob. That's totally wrong. Am I on the wrong podcast? Are you not Alex Jones? No, no, no. They can email us at atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. That's the one. They can also find us on Twitter. They can find us on Facebook. And you can find us on YouTube. That's if Rob updates YouTube. I knew you were going to say that. You're such a dick. You're such a dick. Mastodon. Yeah, you're a big Mastodon. All right. Well, I think that's going to about do it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next week. And... Out. No, no, hold on. We we have to do the... Wait, do we even do that anymore? I forget. What? Do we even do the... I've been Rob... I'm Rob... No, we don't do that anymore. Have we phased that out? Yeah, we did. I don't well, know when. Did we phase it out on purpose? No, not no, really. I, I think just we don't just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah. Well, let's let's do it this time. Okay. Just for old time. <laughs> All right. So, I have been Rob Minot. And I've been Ryan Flurry. And I remain Steve Barkley. And we will see you all next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Aroga Technologies. Visit Aroga Technologies online at www.aroga.com. That's A-R-O-G-A.com. Music provided by bensound.com.